Donuts are awesome, but an everything bagel, I will kick every maple bar on the planet out of bed. Didn't you get run over by a bagel truck or something? What? We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God helped those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. Ooh, look at Honky Tonk Freeway with a Honky rhino. Tonk Freeway definitely sounds like a song. It's like Honky Tonk Robot, the sequel. Oh, yeah, you Honky Tonk Robot. I forgot about Honky Tonk It's Robot. the only freeway that became a country singer. Just it's a be. fucking overpass that like, wears a cowboy hat and plays guitar. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if Donald, I was, I was if Donald try- Trump could be president. I was trying to find a reason why that would be a bad idea, <laughs> but I just couldn't come up with one. Don't tread on me. Uh, You're a fucking road asshole. <laughs> well, and there's backup singers like the Shawnee Bypass from, you know, the the banger hit from Ray Wiley Hubbard, uh, yeah. Choctaw Bingo. Oh, oh yeah. B-b-b- Ran the stoplight at the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the opening shit? It's like... Strap the kids in, Strap give them a little bit of Benadryl and some cherry coke, because mm-hmm. we're going to Oklahoma to the family reunion for the first <laughs> time in years. It's up at Uncle Slayton's because he's getting on in years. You know, he no longer travels, but he's still pretty f- spry. Uh, he ain't much on talking. He's just too mean to die. Um, my favorite part is like, um, you know, he cooks that crystal meth because the yeah, yeah. Don't sh- shine don't sell. I was gonna be like, well, he, he's old, but he's still pretty spry. And racist. Yeah. He can't, well, had to leave Texas, but he can't say why. Oh, shit. Oh, that's why they're going to Oklahoma. Oh, fuck. But, you know, Luann and Bill, or I can't remember, the like the, the guy that coaches football, and they stop off at the Pops Knife and Gun place for, a, what, SKS rifle and a couple full boxes of You know, just in them. case. Well, because they're going to have them a time. Well, they, when they get uh, tracers for that old BAR of Slayton's, as soon as it gets dark, they're going to cool. have us time. Then also the narrator is, like, really wants to fuck his cousin, second cousins. Yeah, I Lu- remember talking about that. Luann and Lynn, like, they, like, uh, shit, they're in southeastern Canada, so I can't remember the town. I've been to that town, but they got them Rolling Stone lips up there and bright pink neon. Where Then we'll go to Washington for yeah. uh, Insurrection. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take our semis and we'll block off Ottawa and we'll not get vaccinated. And but you know, you know, Rayleigh Wiley Hubbard's American hero. But the best cover of that is uh, the the James. Like the son of the guy that did a well, James McMurtry does the the best cover of it, and he's the son of Larry McMurtry who wrote like Lonesome Dove, Comanche Mm -hmm. Moon, yeah. American Heroes, all all three of them. Mm-hmm. Ray Wiley is a little more of a blues guy, like at heart, and he's got some awesome shit. But uh, man, Choctaw Bingo, that that's one hell of a song. Here's a story about the North Texas South Oklahoma methamphetamine industry. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the <laughs> 
Oh, I also told you that Joe Escalante uh, convinced Chuck Norris to sing his own theme song, too. That's right. That's why the eyes of the ranger are upon you. The unsuspecting stranger. Wait, what? Joe Escalante, you know who that is. Isn't that the bass player for the Vandals? Yes. He was an executive at CBS, too, at one point. As well as being a lawyer. And that is when you're in Texas, look behind you. Look behind you. Oh, I'm sweating Because Ray, Ray Wiley Hubbard will <laughs> get you. Am He's I also pray? brother-in-law with Paul Williams, too. That I didn't know, either. Oh, I love your suits. You must be a bitch getting a size 68 extra fat and a 12 dwarf. I came to make a deal. Uh... And I care less about No. <laughs> Who are you texting? Nope. Joe Escalante? Or Ray Wiley Hubbard. Or Larry yes. Well, you can't do Larry. The Larry bass player Larry. for the Vandals' name is Joe Escalante. Because literally we're, talking about, we're the, talking about. The, we're talking about Joe Escalante. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were joking no, when you no. said yes. Oh, no. Oh, oh. no. Wait, so it's, Joe it's Escalante You just the had to confirm a thing that we confirmed by saying, yeah. We're talking Wait. about the guy from the Vandals. What? He can... He, can, <laughs> he convinced... He convinced Chuck Norris to sing his own fucking theme song? Mm -hmm. Well, why the fuck not? I mean... That's what it says on Wikipedia. Bra fucking vote, Joe. That's solid fucking thinking. I like the fact you thought we were kidding about that. Yeah, of course. Why the fuck would those two guys ever hang out together? Why the fuck would anybody make up that story? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he worked as an executive uh, in the Department of Business Affairs at CBS in 92. He worked on deals with Everybody Loves Raymond, Rescue 911, and Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> and he co-produced the theme song. Hey, if Josh Freeze can play drums with everybody from everywhere, Shania Twain to fucking, I don't know, something else. Shania Twain to a perfect circle? Jo- yeah. Josh Freeze is ready. And, and fucking Joe Escalante wants to make you a shitty TV show. What of it? <sighs> I-, I don't know what fucking Alien Boy is doing, but. No more. He's heroes. making art. You ever see his art? Joey's art. He's always Mutant, been making Mutant art. Boy, Mutant boy. Oh, I've seen his art. Yeah, this yeah. one's called Birth. Yeah, I Those see it too. It's called birth. the fucking Vandals. <laughs> All right. Anyway, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. Uh, Tony and I are very tired and kind of probably still half drunk. And speak for yourself. We had to work yesterday. I'm very, very, very tired. The fucking the fucking mailman was up and at him. Basically, both of us got rousted out of the bed to do this today. But that's fine, because it's Super Bowl fucking Sunday. We're going to bang this shit out and go watch two teams I don't give a fuck about play some football, but also go Bengals, because fuck the Rams. Also, none of it matters, because it's football, and <laughs> You're sports correct. is dumb. You are correct. I don't give a shit, though, because it's an excuse to drink beer and yell at the TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> you were going to do that anyways. <laughs> wow, well, but you just feel like a jackass if you're doing it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy the fuck how? Uh, otherwise fucked. Uh, what are we doing this? W- oh, shit. Uh, Tony, what do you know about Black Bart? Isn't that the bad guy from A Christmas Story? It's a bad guy from a lot of shit, except for this is a very specific one. Oh, only I didn't say fudge. Uh, you don't know fuck about fuck. And my thing is when he brought it up, I was like, didn't we already do that? Because I was thinking it was Black Jack Ketchum, the guy that got his head ripped off. Oh, yeah, the ketchup guy. I thought it was that guy. He was like, we already did that. 
And then I was like, oh, fuck, different guy. And also, yeah, I know about this guy. But, the, yeah, this guy's a, a guy. But Black Bart also is a name often used in, like, cartoons. And, show, you know, Black Bart has kind of become, like, a sobriquet for any kind of, Well, like, that, that's what I mean. Like, bully. when when, uh, when Ralphie gets his, uh, he has his, like, fucking. Uh, yeah, hey, Black Bart. Yeah. His hard on for justice Yeah, dream. he's got his yeah. fucking Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, he's like, Black and, Bart and the gang. Right. Yeah. Well, as it turns out. There's a reason for that. Okay, I just want to settle one thing first. Huh. Is the dude actually black? Nope. Thank nope. God. English is fucking. <laughs> Holy shit. Whiter right, than good. It looks like a. Um, kind of like the Monopoly guy, only bonier <laughs> and no top hat, no monocle. But... Ah, give me all of the money. Oh, no, wait for it. Oh, oh, oh no. I. <laughs> You I'm, I'm sure you, you don't even know how close you are to the truth. Right at, this, at this point, I'm, I'm assuming he's like the archetype for all fucking Wild West bad guys or some shit. Oh, no. No? No, it's it's weird. But okay. we'll let Will kick it off with the comic sans. And, and his fucking comically NPR voice. Oh, that was much nicer than normal. Is there a turkey right. in here? <laughs> uh, July 26, 1875, the Sonora Milton stage was going up a steep hill. Called Funk Hill. It was driven by John Shine. <laughs> no, a man named John Shine. Bo- Bootsy, Bootsy Collins. John Shine's a good funk, funk dude's Sh- name, too. John Shine, mm-hmm. yeah. And 10 passenger nerds. I wrote passenger nerds. Passenger nerds. <laughs> Eight women and uh, children. And two men. What a bunch of fucking nerds. Nerds! Where are they? I think they're talking about us. No way. Come on, Lewis, let's go. I contained no gold, so Wells Fargo didn't put a messenger. Because it's Wells Fargo, because they've always been kind of a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Even though that same stage has been robbed four times in the last four years. Yeah, but you know, like, there's no liability in 18-whatever. Nope. At the top of the hill, a masked man... With a shotgun appeared behind from behind a rock. The Lone Ranger. Yeah. He said, please throw down your box nicely and politely. I love the fact you're in a fucking stagecoach. It's one guy with a fucking shotgun. Just just drive away, man. Just drive away. <laughs> Be out of range in about 10 seconds. Exactly. It's Bo, like, Bo, that, I, got, I got peppered with a little bit of buckshot. Bo, Ooh. that would be rude. Well, as you're going to find out, <laughs> yes, it would be, because wait for the exchange that's about to happen. <laughs> Said, please throw down the box. And John Shine, he was unarmed. He complied. Inside the stage, a young miner pulled out a pistol. Ooh. The other passenger. Look out, we got a badass over here. The other passenger said, hey, are you trying to get us killed? Put that away. Yeah, don't try to shoot the guy with a maximum of two shots of buckshot. Mm-hmm. There's 20 of us in here. Shine threw the box on the ground. Uh, one of the women threw her purse out the window. But the bandit threw it back in. Uh, no, thank you. I don't want your <laughs> money. Threw it back in. He's a gentleman, mm-hmm. goddammit. Oh, you okay. were about to find out. Okay. Mm-hmm. He also uh, yelled into the woods, cover them, boys. Yep. And they saw rifle barrels 
coming out of the, you know, just rifle, like a cartoon, like just the barrels of guns. Sticking mm-hmm. out of the woods? Out of the woods. And okay. once again, this is where? Uh... Like uh, in between Sonora and Milton, California. So not as woodsy as maybe you think about around here. Yeah, that's kind of uh, what I'm, like what the fuck. It's like pretty sparse. Okay, yeah, so all right. Wood woods is kind of a loose term mm-hmm. in this case. So he just takes the express box and the mail. He's a robber of mail too. Well, so. that's a federal fucking crime, as mm-hmm. you well know. Also, boring. <laughs> oh, just wait. I want to read people's letters, dude. <laughs> Well, this this uh, part of his undoing would be the start of money I, orders. I know, I know. Uh, so he motioned the Shine to drive away, and he started working on the express box with a hatchet. Shine's stage barely had disappeared when a second stage came up, and the bandit was still in the road. <laughs> he stopped the second stage and asked them to throw down the box. Hi, I'm just uh, here robbing stages as they come by. Uh, but bull. only I'm looking for a specific piece of mail. Well, like mm-hmm. the, well, the last one was quick and easy. Would you like to do the same, or do I have to <laughs> shoot at least two of you and then die in a hail of gunfire? So the bandit asked him to throw down the box, and the driver said they had none. So the bandit just let him drive by. Yeah. Okay, fine then. Oh, that's all you got to say? Didn't bother to rob anybody else? Yeah. Still got one. Well, okay. hey, man, you got a fucking extra smoke? No, nah, I don't smoke. It's that. <laughs> uh, the bandit wore a flower sack over his head and was very polite. Well, flower sack with a bowler hat. Oh, according yes. to my reading, flower sack and a bowler hat. Yes, because so he can't go off without a hat. Or an old school clan guy, <laughs> yeah, depending on sure. But then with a bowler hat, yeah, yeah. And also, I guarantee he had the accent. Probably, yeah. Where's yeah. he from? We're gonna find that out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's find that out. Uh, so the victims told Sheriff Benjamin Thorne and Wells Fargo we Detective James We got robbed James by a very Hume. polite ghost. <laughs> they went back and they found a shotgun at the scene, but not much else. The bandit would at least do 28 robberies over an eight-year well, period. I'm done robbing. I guess I don't need this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? We come well, to find out it's not. As we know, shotguns are just laying around in every jail. Well, it'd be, so I just... guess. It'd be like if I like fix someone's car and then just left all my tools yeah. in their car. I'm like, all right, see you later. Well, mm-hmm. you, like, there's no guarantee that the shotgun even worked. Yeah, sure. Because or this, was even loaded in the first place. This is a guy that's notorious oh. for robbing a bunch of shit and never shooting anybody. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was loaded was black bar. Well, as we're going to find out, we're going to find out about the rifles in the woods, too. Cool. I'm mm-hmm. excited. Yeah. Uh, nothing was heard of the flower sack bandit till later <laughs> in the year of December Worst 28th. Worst name ever. <laughs> Glossomy bag bandit is probably worse, but like flower sack is pretty bad. <laughs> that just throw your glossy bag. <laughs> That's yeah. That's kind of worse. Like, that's, where that they, that's where they invented the term. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> this time he struck north of Smartsville in Nevada County. <laughs> That was the second time in two weeks that that stage was robbed uh, by the same guy driving, Mike Hogan. He smartly great, complied. Great, great grandfather of the uh, Terry, the Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And Paul Hogan also. Yep. Yes. Get your Vegemite from down in the bottom in the middle. Of course, around the top there's got butter and that's poison. <laughs> they thought, like the first robbery, that there was more than one person involved. But yep. what did the bandit do? Uh, well, it's the 1800s, so people are idiots and can be fooled by sticks. Because it was sticks. Oh, my sticks, God. Sticks on rocks pointing out. Yeah. Looking like. Oh, my God. We're covered by 100 rifles. <laughs> it's sticks. There's also, what's getting. sticks could ever Well, do. it's also, you know, you get AIDS from having ghosts in your teeth or whatever the fuck. So, God damn it. 
And the sad part is, we haven't really come that far because I got fucking electric representatives talking about the gazpacho police oh and fucking, fucking bullshit. book burning yeah. mouse and shit and like what the absolute fuck but I mean that's the thing it just makes so much more sense now yeah people mm-hmm. are fucking stupid I like the uh, uh, the book burning that was happening in uh, Tennessee I don't know uh, 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 a worshiper of the church of Satan showed up and like started burning bibles and yep. they lost their shit yep hey man there's a lot of rape going on in there <laughs> and like other things yeah oh yeah but, oh yeah, you know we can't have mouse because it says a couple cuss words and shows you the Holocaust. Yeah, exactly. In, uh, palatable cartoon fashion. Mouse is fucking awesome. No, actually. it's it's yeah. actually dope. But for some reason that got banned by a bunch of people that didn't ever read it, but just somebody bitched about it because mm-hmm. you know it makes me feel bad that like Sherman's did this. A while ago, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want kids to know about. It, so ban yep. this shit. Fuck you guys. All right, then that's kind of why we do this. But uh, anyway, let's get back to the Moving story. right along. Uh, six months later, the Roseburg, Oregon, Yreka stage was robbed. Dude, I played border. a really great show in Roseburg. Watched oh. a guy chug uh, orange juice, like a gallon of orange juice, and then barf his guts up. It was fucking red. That's got to hurt. Yep. Oh, it's cleansing. The acid, <laughs> the pulp. They got a lot of fucking uh, really good uh, skate parks in Roseburg. Really? Wait, so, th- yeah, they do. Uh, back in 1875? Yeah, oh, that's what they were founded <laughs> nope. on. They invented skateboarding. They had the skate park boom of 1874. So, oh, didn't we cover that already? <laughs> Out of old uh, uh, swimming pools. Well, like uh, uh, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Hoxson, like uh, you know, invented the skateboard. There. Oh, yes. I like the idea of like trying to explain to somebody from the 1800s what a skateboard is. Like, like what? What is skateboard? You're like, oh, it's like okay. Does he? Does he already like, do you, that? In back to the no, that, no, wait, that's the 50s. But I'm thinking like. Like, you explain to him, like, okay, check this out. you got a board with wheels on it. Okay, what do you do with that? Well, you drain, like, a swimming pool. What's a swimming pool? <laughs> Fuck. Well, you or, or you put it on the sidewalk. Pond. What's a sidewalk? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, it's like, you know, that's why the original bicycle, like the, uh, what do they call them? Uh, Velocipedes. Yeah, Velocipede. Velocipede? Yeah. We've, we've definitely talked about <laughs> no. this. You know, the, They're the deadly. The yeah, I know. The giant wheels and well, shit. Well, you yeah. have to have the giant wheel because every, sur- the- every surface you're riding on is like the surface of the moon. So the bigger the wheel, the less ruts you fall sure, in and sure, die. Sure, sure, sure. Philosophy. Really? <laughs> it killed the kid we, on Deadwood. Yeah. Well, the horse killed the kid. Oh, that's right. The but horse just like, shh. No. Like, just stabbing him. Like the, the, the N-word general was trying to nut the horse and it got away. And it was while oh, yeah. Tom Nuttall was riding the Velocipede. Uh, otherwise known as the Bone Shaker and Seth Bullock's like uh, adopted son or like son, what do you call that? Uh, not son-in-law. Uh, uh, nephew. No, it was like his wife's kid from his his brother's. brother. Yeah. But no, then he married his wife. Oh, so it'd be a former, yeah, right. former he gets, nephew. He gets fucking run over by a horse because he's watching the Velocipede. Fucking Velocipede. I mean, it makes You're sense when you, when you break it down into little parts. It's right. like like velocity and peed means to move, right? I think peed Pedal. means feet. Like oh, pet, right. Like that centipedes, sense, yeah. like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. to move, feet. like like walking. Yeah. Doesn't fucking matter. I don't, wait, we were talking about skateboarding and suddenly we're here. <laughs> well, no, we were talking about <laughs> Black Bart. Black Bart. Let's move Let's along. Let's go back to that. <laughs> Uh, this time he robs it at night, so he would do that more often from so now on. So he has on. to actually like flag him down. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, excuse me. 
<laughs> but again, he made no effort to rob the passengers and was very polite. Yeah. Uh, Wells Fargo would often downplay how much money they lost because they didn't want, didn't want to encourage he, he more got robberies. Four bucks. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, must have been enough because it was his only robbery of 1876. I think the first one, from my research, I think the first one he got like what 170 bucks. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's not, uh, and he's not right in all the gold camps. He's near all the gold camps, but right. a little further west and, and north. Uh, August 3rd, 1877, the bandit struck again near the Russian River. Uh, on the Is that point- Russian, like Russian, or Russian, like, you know. Moving fast. Yeah. Ruski. Oh. Because, you know, the Russians were in California fur trapping before well, Americans. That. Uh, that was on the Point Arena Duncan Mills run, which sounds like a coffee. I was going to say more like a, you know, pastries, like, you know, Duncan Hines, fucking, yeah. Uh, he got $300 in cash. Uh, there the bandit got his name, though, because he left a note that read... Uh, oh, is it one of the poems? One of the poems. Yeah! What the fuck? I've labored long for bread, for honor and riches... But on my corns too long you've tread, you fine-haired sons of bitches. <laughs> Did you write that, Will? Nope. <laughs> and it was signed Black Bart, the P-O, and the number eight. Yep. The poet. Poet? Poet. So he, like, ta- he, ta- he tags his shit with shitty poetry. Oh. He robs you politely by himself. On foot also, as it turns out, this guy's afraid of horses. <laughs> You know, generally, mm-hmm. when, gen, generally when you have a stagecoach robber or any kind of thing. Yeah, you're do, on fucking horse. No, he's bag, scared yeah. of horses, so he does this shit on foot by himself what with a double-barrel shotgun, which may or may not work, which apparently sometimes he just leaves behind, and then he'll, like, tag you with, like, a fucking shitty haiku and, you know, but fucking awesome. He left <laughs> no trail with no horsies. Right. And he would often actually he'd put socks on his boots to... To not even leave footprints. That's how you do. Damn, mm-hmm. dude. All right. All Told right. you you'd like this guy. I, I have a working theory. <laughs> I have a working theory already. And I won't I won't I won't release it till the end. Oh, okay. But honestly, like that's that's some fucking will poetry. <laughs> that's excellent. Uh he didn't strike again till the summer of eighteen seventy eight, robbing the Quincy Oroville route. Mm, Quincy. You know that that banger of a route that probably has like two toothless settlers and a <laughs> 30 bucks. Uh, this time he wrote, Here I lay me down to sleep to wait the coming morrow, perhaps success, perhaps defeat, and everlasting sorrow. Let come what will, I'll try it on. My condition can't be worse. And if there's money in that box, tis money in my purse. <laughs> Signed Black Bart. Oh, it. God damn it. But this would be the last poem he'd leave behind. He only left behind it's, two poems. Mark, Mark, Mark Brubeck, the Robber. Oh, no. No, this guy already way more enduring than Mark Brubeck could ever be. True story. Yeah. Mark the, po- Mark the Poet can fucking die in a fire. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but he sucks. he's not my favorite. Who? You know this guy. Uh, he's an associate of Gibby's. Oh. Oh, Pretty that much guy. His, his okay. main yep. associate. Yeah, yeah. God now I remember it. that was. Terrible. Yeah, you never, you never had to bartend for that guy on a day shift or and have listen him to him show f- up at your house. Listen to his like rantings for fucking hours, or have him show up at your house. And, mm. God, you know, damn, that no thanks. Sucks. Hey, turn down the music. This guy's gonna do a poem. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's that. That <laughs> no. was the most endearing thing I ever saw him do. Uh, 
Anyways, we're moving moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. Uh, so Black Bart would rob at least 23 more stages over the next five and a half years. Uh, just five days later, he robbed the Laporte stage. That's French for the port. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what's, what's port? Latin for? Back door. Yeah. Hmm. Back door. Exactly. That's what I was a about back to door say. Man. I was about to say back door, but you you interrupted me halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would always leave a trademark uh, T slash on the mailbag. Like Zaro, only shittier. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time he stopped putting socks over his boots to conceal his footprints, and he had size eight shoes. Just find a, a white guy in 1877 with. Did they have they had size sizing eight. charts back? Then? They had like shoe sizes back then. I assumed everything was made from their own filth or whatever. But like, <laughs> you could just like buy size eight film. shoes. Probably in 1840, but by 1870. Actually, there was a time when like there was no left or right shoes, and that was actually fairly recent that he started doing that. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think maybe Civil War is probably when we started doing that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, don't quote me Whoa, on that, really? folks. Yeah, it was. That it was sucks. a disturbingly long time where yeah, your shoes were just kind of peanut shaped. Doesn't <laughs> matter what your feet was. It's probably why people got like a lot more crippled a lot more yeah, early. I was gonna say, oh fuck, dude, and and you're walking everywhere too. Yeah, that sucks. Well, it's not like you have like insoles or socks. Right. Well, maybe you have socks. Maybe if you're rich, like a pussy, you're better maybe off in moccasins. More like just shove hay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Moccasins are nice and pliable. They probably fit. They're they're like the stupid little better finger toe shoes of today only, I, only cooler uh, have you seen the, have you seen the socks that are like the toe socks right yeah you can fuck off with those no no but uh each toe has like a painted like a little printed uh toenail on it like a red toenail so it's like too too busy to paint your toenails put on these socks what the fuck <laughs> and you put them on and they just look all janky and fucked up god damn it yeah it's excellent man you just ruined my whole day and it, it shouldn't even matter that much but god damn it <clears throat> It's just like a metaphor for everything. <laughs> so, uh, so stupid. Three months later, October 2nd and 3rd, he pulled off two robberies back-to-back. Uh, the second almost uh, came close to being his undoing. Because somebody actually shot at him? Uh, somebody actually tracked him this time. Oh, fuck. For 60 miles, but gave up. And he wasn't um, surrounded by his stick army? Nope. Uh, this is 10 miles north of Ukiah. At a spot known known as Robber's Rock or Black Bart Rock. Wonder why I got that name. Tour. Also, that's where uh, 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 Joe Friday's fucking uh, partner moves to. Black Bart Rock. No, Ukiah. Oh, like oh. in the in with the, the uh, with the Virgin Virgin County Swale. Yeah, yeah. The, the movie, <laughs> the movie version of uh, what's Go that? On. You know, Dragnet. It. There we go. Uh, yeah, he's like Frank's late. Must have been held up in traffic. Frank won't be coming in today, Joe. Twenty-four hour virus. Or tomorrow. 48. Frank quit. Bought a goat farm. Moved to Ukiah. Left you this note. He was too broken up to talk about it. Said he knew you'd understand. Every man has a dream to chase. Frank's was that goat farm. Sure, Captain, I understand. But tell me something. Yeah? Those 3.6 million citizens out there, the ones who expected him to be on the job this morning... Will they understand? I forgot about that. One part. of the opening scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Excellent film. And now you can play the rap in an entirety right now. Yep. <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah, all right. 
put a picture on Instagram of Tom Hanks in that hairnet and fucking them wear, oh, like with his fucking and, and wearing the go- their mustache go- and their goat chaps. Don't forget your goat leggings. <laughs> yep. See that stream at we're just in time. We have stumbled into a major crime. They got the girl off right. Now that's not nice. I think she is the subject of a sacrifice. Buddy, we're putting this party on ice. But don't you know we really ought to read them their rights? Read them their rights. Read them their rights. our job to bust you all for being violent while we are here let's state it clear you have the right to remain silent well excuse me karma mr crime Stopper. what is wrong with what you're doing we just like to dance in our gold skin pants around this ancient ruin now it's not so funny that it costs big money if you ever have to hire a lawyer it's my duty to inform you and my pleasure to warn you we'll provide one for you huh? serious crime and you'll probably be doing some serious time in case you might be worried about the friends you lose at least they get to see you on the evening news it's a new sensation we go down to the station you're gonna answer some questions and have some refreshments what is your full name what were you doing on january 15th of this year all we want is the truth mister what were you doing in the location in question what is the purpose of your pagan organization whoa you can't say nothing on me karma to do things my way. Don't get memory lost about who's the boss. Don't forget, my name is Friday. Friday. I'm the man of the hour. The tower of power. I'm the arm of the law. The very last straw. I'm on the side of the right. A gleaming white knight. If you get me uptight, I am a... Right inside. I'm as strong as the army. Never can harm me. Coming down like a hammer. Get ready for a slammer. Uh, Wells Fargo said it was a meager sum stolen, $40 in a watch. All the sheriff found there were apple cores eaten by the bandit waiting for the stage. <laughs> doesn't even He's eat a cartoon. Doesn't character. even eat carbs and shit. While <laughs> like we're gonna rob the stage, let me eat some buffalo jerky. Fuck no, I'm gonna nibble on apples in my bowler hat. Well, they were free. So, so is the, buffalo. 
sheriff goes up to find the apple cores, and then the next day he finds out that another stage was Yogi robbed. Yogi the bear totally was here. <laughs> uh, this sheriff was a good tracker, like you said, and he tracked him for 60 miles, but he gave up after that because it's on foot and through miles. the woods. But still and good. he stole 40 bucks, so it's like, you know, what's the cost-benefit analysis of we mm-hmm. walk for two days? Nah, not worth it. Uh, meanwhile, in San Francisco... A man called Charles Bolton was invented, living the high life. Invented the uh, rice-a-roni. Mm-hmm. He was suave, well-groomed. He was a mine owner and mining engineer. He enjoyed the theater, music halls, and fine restaurants. And he was friends with all the city's policemen and officials. And probably had a British accent. And sometimes he'd disappear for a couple of days or weeks. He's going on business trips. Oh, mm-hmm. I see where this is going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's, he's fucking Burt Rate, dude. From the horse porn. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Kind of. I got the urge. Yeah, except for no murder. Yeah. No, never murder. Just, right, right. I'm going to steal 40 bucks. Right. He's a light, a lighthearted romp. I, I'm, a... I'm going to pull over this equivalent of a Greyhound bus and steal 40 bucks from you. Sure, sure. But not your money, just the money from the bus. Yeah. Have a nice day. Here's a poem. <laughs> so oh, evidently he was artist, getting man. enough money from the robberies to, <laughs> to live the high life in San Francisco. Holy fuck, dude. So his real name's Charles Bolton. Yep. Or he has another. I don't think that's his real name either. It's uh, it was coming up. I uh, it was shit. Don't make me get my phone back out. Uh, uh, it's coming up. Don't we'll worry about it. We'll find Something it burns, right? Uh, it's close to Bolton, but not actually Bolton. Oh God! Wonder if he's, he's Mr. Burns, to, I'm going to be very excited. Wonder if he's related to Michael Bolton. Mm-hmm. I was just I celebrate, saying that. I, I celebrate that. his entire catalog. <laughs> Charles Bolton and Old Mother Christ. Is your name really Michael Bolton? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck that ass hat. <laughs> Fuck that ass hat. Why don't you just uh, go by Mike instead of Michael? No way. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. Uh, Black Bart didn't rob another stage until June 21st, 1879, hitting the, the Laporte Oroville stage. In October, he robbed the Roseburg Reading stage. Uh, Blackboard ordered the driver to throw down the box, uh, but now he couldn't because he was Wells- bolted to the floor. because yep. he'd been robbing too many stagecoaches. Oh so shit! We took measures. So he had the driver and the passengers step out while he tried to pry the box open. Uh, when he did, he let the stage go. So basically, you send the people down the road and said, "Come back in a half hour." Yeah, yeah, we'll I'll be done here. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry for the inconvenience. Yep. Just pull over a Greyhound and just like, everyone off the bus. All right, give me 10 minutes. I got to jack off in the bathroom. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well, that's going on anyway. <laughs> that happens while she's in. Well, first of all, the bathrooms never work on those anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's like I was riding the one from fucking Minneapolis back to Dickinson. And I had eaten sushi in Minneapolis, which oh, gave, yeah, we gave did. me the trots for about two days. Oh, yeah, so, like, me and, me and Ben Hyman on the, on the Greyhound holding in fucking the most liquid of poops yeah. for miles and miles and miles. And mm-hmm. That's why I don't ride the Greyhound anymore. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you do eat sushi. I do, but not from Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, two days later, October 27th, 1879, that was 20 miles from the last holdup, Black Bart robbed the Reading All Tourist stage. And then July 22nd, 1880, the Point Arena Duncan Mills was robbed again. Uh, might have been Black Bart, but the passenger saw that saw that they saw accomplices, which could have been sticks again. <laughs> I like yeah, just a mop with a bucket for a head and a cowboy hat on it. <laughs> it's a guy. Oh no. 
So stages from the mines were heavily guarded because they actually had money in them. Black Bart would hit the stages without shotgun messengers. Um, well, I just love the fact, like, how expensive is it to hire a guy to ride shotgun? Why wouldn't every stage just have a guy with a shotgun? Well, especially if you're, if you're like... <clears throat> Dude, you're paying them, like, five cents a day. Yeah. It's like, come on. Even if you have nothing to really rob on the stage, the stage is more expensive. I don't... It's it's easy. Have, have a guy with a shotgun. Yeah. Also, that's going to be my MC handle when I start rapping again. Shock- it's a shotgun messenger, yeah. Oh, okay. Just a blast of words. Oh, fuck off. Jeez, fuck your face. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you at the next Poetry Slam. <laughs> Me and fucking Mark the Poet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 1880 was a busy year for Black Bart. He robbed the Weaverville Reading Stage. And Black, Black Bart said to give his best regards to Detective Jim Hume. So that pissed him off. Is that uh, the guy that tracked him 60 miles yeah. or whatever? Okay, okay. Yeah, this guy would be after him for, for what? Almost Ooh, eight get years. You, Duke boys. Oh Yo. shit! It's like a, yeah, <clears throat> like that or uh, what's the catch me if you can like that situation or like yeah, f- yeah. the fugitive like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't don't kill care. my wife. I don't care. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or doghouse in this area. Uh. Also, I just noticed your shirt, Will. That's fucking awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. It's Buffalo Rider shirt for using, using Radio Land that can't seize. Oh. Actually, we're all we're all sporting fucking dope shit. He's got the Buffalo Rider shirt. Bo's got, of course, a Misfits shirt on. Yeah, of course. And you got and the I have That's why we're classy like that. That's right. Stay classy. Now we wear shirts. We wear shirts. Even when we're podcasting. I only have a little bit of mustard and ketchup on this one. Only some cigarette burns. Hi, I'm Bob Vila with my great-great-great-great-great-granduncle Poncho. And we've got a horse story for you. This episode will be a real equine makeover. Join us as we solve the issue of side fumbling by way of the duplex rabbit plane to the coop, withers, and fetlock. Also, sofa crunion motion of the beast will be controlled by something you may not expect, a shingle fro. Finally, we'll address the problem of cyanosoil deceneration by treating the ergot, pastern, and gaskin with adze. So join me, Bob Vila, on This Old Horse with my great-great-great-great-granduncle, Poncho, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, from Sequoia and Swagger. On September 16th, Black Bart crossed the border into Oregon and made one of the bigger hauls of his career, getting more than $1,000 in raw gold and coin. Oh, my fuck. Raw gold? Why would you want to cook that shit? Well, you cook it later. Mm-hmm. Oh, bullion, right? Yeah. yeah. This time he brought a heavy axe to open the bolted-down box. What, define heavy axe. It's a plus four. Bigger than a hatchet. Yeah. Okay, I'm picturing like Gimli, you know, like, behold, you know, like, double-handed battle axe, like, He-Man shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly one week later, the same stage was hit on the Oregon side of the border, and this time it was hit during the day. Ooh. So he's mixing it up a little bit. Uh, Detective Jim Hume was frustrated. In later years, when he met Black Bart, they noticed they looked a lot alike. Basically, what? they both had mustaches. <laughs> so I assume everyone did. the 1800s, the children had mustaches. Yeah, say man, woman, and child. <laughs> everyone, dogs, cats, they all had mustaches. Madams. 
Adams, yep. Uh, from talking to area <laughs> residents where Black Bart uh, was, you know, Robin, uh, sometimes they would see him ask for a meal while passing through, and he claimed to be a traveling preacher. Mm. Preaches the gospel, I'm going to rob your stagecoach. Mm-hmm. I'm just having Mountain Jack Pike staring at me so hard right now. It's oh, yeah. disconcerting. That happened but to be like in the, the box little, when I said like shit up little, last night. I like the little photoshopped, like, uh, buck running through his hat here. Like, it's, it's disconcerting. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, sweet. What a terrible book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We better be done with this podcast by next year so we don't have to do So we have to one. do another one of those fucking books? Yeah, I agree. Black Bart, November 20th, 1880, robbed the Reading Roseburg stage. He stopped the stage, the driver threw the mailbag out, but the express box was too heavy for Eat one man no to pick way. up. So Bart dropped his caution and stepped uh, stepped on board, offered to help the driver get the the box out hey man I let, let me give you a hand uh the driver picked up a hatchet and swung at black bart's head That's barely missing nice. well, he's trying to that help sounds appropriate like oh you're robbing me like i'm just gonna help you i, I would hope yeah that he'd get pistol whipped or rob me rob you yeah. <laughs> so bart tumbled back and fled into the woods not using a shotgun and the stage drove on I guess it probably didn't work and it was probably unloaded mm-hmm so all Bart got on that haul was the mail. And hurt feelings. Uh, October th- or August 31st, 1881, Black Bart struck again, the Roseburg Wairika stage. He expressed disgust on how little was in the express box. How dare you carry so little in your express box? October 8th, he robbed the Reading Wairika stage, about the same point he robbed two years before. Stop robbing the same stages all the time. Well, he only got 60 bucks. That's why. Uh, three days later, the stage from Reading from uh, to Lakeview, uh, driver stopped to adjust the harness, and a man stepped out of the woods with a flour sack on his head. The driver named Brewer backtracked a while, uh, rifle in hand, after the robbery. So Black Bart leads him down the trail and said, stay here and I'll, I'll work right. on it. Right. Is that the one where like the, there was a guy that was like hunting? Oh, that, Is that's, this the one where he gets shot or no? No, that's, that's coming okay, up. Okay, okay. But uh, so the driver goes back with a rifle in hand after the robbery, but he was gone. Because um, it's it just boggles my mind. It's like what eighteen eighteen eighty one now. Everybody should be strapped like all the time. <laughs> it was like oh fuck, we're just out doing this shit. I don't fuck. I don't have a gun. This I'm in a vehicle drawn by like at least four horses hauling ass. There's a person on foot with a at most two-barreled shotgun versus me in this vehicle. I'm not stopping for that shit. And also, everybody on that vehicle should be armed to the fucking teeth. One would be led to believe by everything we know about the 1800s. But as it turns out, you can just step out in the road, stop a whole-ass stagecoach, nobody shoots you. It'd be impolite if you didn't stop. Uh, yeah. Actually, if you're just a person, like you don't actually get a gun. Uh, you don't get You don't get a gun until you get arrested for the first time. Not true. Then, then you break out of jail with the gun they well, leave in the jail. Well, they have the complimentary and jail now you're guns, armed. but, like, I mean, I thought you were just kind of born with one. Uh, anyway, Black Bart was lucky because a few years before, Brewer had actually killed a bandit during a gunfight. Ooh, look out. We have a badass over mm-hmm. here. December 15th, 1881, Black Bart hit the Downeyville-Marysville stage. 
this time he didn't politely ask for the express box. He said, throw down the box or I'll blow your damn head off. Ooh, he's getting testy. Mm-hmm. Before this, yeah. he, he had eschewed the use of foul language other than he said sons of bitches in the poem. Yep. But normally- but that was, was only because it was funny. Right. You know, you cuss when theatrically necessary. Exactly. It was like uh, John Woo movies, you reload when theatrically yep. necessary. Or like Roger Rabbit breaking out of the handcuffs. Right. But uh, Black Bart always had the knack for choosing stages without armed guards. Because apparently there were some, which I wasn't aware of until I was researching this. Yeah. You and always picture a stagecoach with a shotgun rider. We figured out it's only one guy, but some gangs had lookouts to see if they were armed enough before they stopped them. And some gangs had inside men tipping them off if they're armed or not. Well, I guess my point is, like... didn't really do that either. It apparently doesn't make a difference whether they're armed or not, because they just stop and give you your shit. So... Uh, January 26, 1882, Bart kind of changed his locations and went further west to Mendocino County. Uh, he hit the Ukiah Cloverdale stage. Uh, this time he got two express boxes. Uh, he must have made quite a haul, because back in San Francisco, Charles Bolton was leading the life of an affluent gentleman. One of his favorite hangouts was the New York restaurant and bakery of Kearney Street, not far from the police headquarters, which was a hangout for policemen, too. Doggy. Uh, one time his overcoat was stolen, and they recovered it for him, and he tipped the cops for getting it back. Nice. Which is fucking illegal. <laughs> wow. No, you can't You can't give cops, like, gifts and shit. It's 1880. Yeah, I know. Something. I know. A lot of things. That's the least illegal thing. Actually, yeah, there's... What's going on that day? A lot less... No, arrest this motherfucker. A, a, a lot Where of, is he? A lot of things that were illegal then are legal now, but a lot of things that were legal then are illegal now. Yeah. They call that... The great switcheroo of 1904. But uh, Charles Bolton had no fear of the coppers because he didn't have a criminal record and he was always well-dressed. He was an avid reader and frequented a bookstore uh, owned by Alec Robertson. And once again, probably had a British accent. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at you, fancy lad. Always had a bowler hat, wide cravat, and diamond stick pin. Wait, he wore a fucking bowler hat like in his off days? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he also wore it with his flower sack. Hey, ain't you Black Bart? Yeah. <laughs> Do you see a flower sack on my head? Yeah. I'll fuck off, man. Well, my thing I'm is, good. like that bowler hat's going to be dusty and like so, you know salty yeah. as fuck. Well, but, I mean, he might have two. I'm just picturing he's got like, a he's got a work hat in his fucking. I'm pretty much hat. like picturing like Bat- Batman's butler, but you know, I've seen pictures of the guy with the mustache. Yeah. And then this like crusty bowler hat. Like, no, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not a stagecoach robber at all, but whatever. But uh, late in 1849, at the age of 20, the future bandit, whose real name was Charles Bowles. Yeah, Bowles, there we go. That's yep. what they named the bowler hat after, right? Mm-hmm. No. He no. came to California from New York, tried his hand at mining with his brother David. Well, he came to New York from England. Oh, that's right. Born in fucking England in a family of, like, shitloads, like, these I don't know, 12 or 13. Dude, we got to stop these fucking immigrants. Build that wall. They, ju- they just robbing stagecoaches and shit and wearing <laughs> flower sacks on their head. No, but yeah, he started with a huge ass family, and you know, it being the early 1800s, not a lot of them have made it. But, but yeah, they were English immigrants. Mm-hmm. So his brother dies two years later, uh, 1854. He moved to Illinois, where he settled down and married. By 1861, Bowles and his wife had two daughters. Uh, September 6, 1862, Bowles enlisted in the Union Army. Oh, yeah. He was at, what, uh, Gettysburg? 
Vicksburg. Uh, actually, it was on Char- Sherman's March to the Sea. Oh, there we go. Oh, shit. Uh, but his first combat was the Chickasaw Bayou on the Yazoo River in Mississippi. Those are Dr. Seuss words. <laughs> uh, January 1863, his company took heavy casualties in the Battle of Arkansas Post. He is one of 25 left. Were they fighting over a post? Yep. Uh, May 1864, he received a severe abdominal wound during his fighting in Dallas, Georgia. Uh, Bam, in- diarrhea. <laughs> He recovered and saw action in Sherman's March to the Sea, Vittsburg, Chattanooga, Kennesaw Mountain, and Atlanta. Jesus Christ. Uh, he's a fucking decorated motherfucker. Yep. Yeah, he was promoted to Brevet uh, Second Lieutenant, but uh, he didn't get it before the war was over, though. Yeah. So, Well, why did Custer get to do all his Brevet shit? I don't know. Fucking racist. <laughs> Uh, after the World War, Bowles returned his wife and then in on to New Oregon, Iowa. That's a thing? <laughs> yep. That's why I stumbled through. I was like, you went to Oregon? No, Iowa. Okay. Uh, also, if, it, if it's if it's called Oregon and it's in the Midwest, it's it's referred to as Oregon. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but that. also I like the fact that it's New Oregon and it's further east. So. Yeah, yeah. You know that state out That west we haven't discovered yet? That we haven't discovered yet? That's, that's, Actually, they did. You know, it's going to be. I, I suppose Lewis and Clark. Well, the, were the there. Oregon Territory or whatever was fucking was like started as a whites only state. Yeah, right? but that was mm-hmm. that's post like Lewis and Clark. Yeah, like the British had already been there, and the Spanish had already been sure, there, sure. and people had been living there for thousands of years. But yeah, New Oregon in Iowa, huh? Okay, but he didn't like farming or whatever. Uh, at age 40, went back to mining in Montana or Idaho, which I guess Idaho would have been part of Montana at the time, right. or either Washington or one or the part other. Part of Montana was Idaho territory, as we discussed in, I think, Henry Plummer and probably... Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what we haven't talked about in a long time, as far as like uh, Montana goes, is a place called Mile City. Fuck you, Mile City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs> Oh, yeah, fuck you, Mile City. Fuck you, Mile City. Fuck I like somebody you. did actually ask us the other day on the Instagram. <laughs> like, what, why, like, why all the hate for Mile City? <laughs> literally, it comes from no reason. Carter and, <laughs> and my thing, and it's just funny. Fuck you. We can we can pick a random city. <laughs> also, I mean, you might be from there. Have you been there? Have you been there? So I go through there a lot. It's frustrating every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one can drive. No one. So he leaves his family behind, like he's from Mile City or something. <laughs> uh, he purchased a mine, but it didn't pan out. And in 1871, he dressed back to California. June 14th, 1882, Black Bart, or Charles Bowles, or Charles Bolton, robbed the stage from Little Lake to Ukiah. A month later, he robbed a one in Plumas County. So basically, that wouldn't give him enough time to go back to San Francisco and back. So basically, he's hanging out in the woods, not really bothering anybody because they don't have a lot of sightings of him. Yeah, I mean, he like robs a stagecoach maybe every two weeks and gets forty bucks a time and says polite things and mm-hmm. never shoots anybody. Uh, July thirteenth, eighteen eighty-two, nine miles from Strawberry. I guess that's a town. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> the little Port Oroville stage was carrying twenty-three thousand in gold. Ooh. 
Uh, Black Bart threw up his shotgun and demanded the express box. Well, I'm going <laughs> to assume that the 23,000 gold stagecoach probably has a shotgun rider. Yep. Okay. He didn't see the messenger raise a rifle and pop off a shot. Uh, Black Bart wheeled it and hightailed it into the trees. Uh, they gave chase and found the flower sack in a blood-stained hat with a hole in it. Ooh. Oh, shit. But for the remainder of his life, uh, he had a scar on a Charles Bolton. Had a narrow scar on his left temple. Oh, it was from a cricket injury. Mm-hmm. So or I was doing some dressage and I fell off my horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, September 17th, Black Bart stopped the Wairika Redding stage again. 14 miles outside of Redding. Uh, that's for the second time in two years he held up the same driver named Horace Williams. So, you know, at least he's getting familiar with everybody. Right. Hello, Horace. How you doing? You know the drill. Uh, November 23rd, he hit the Lakeport Cloverdale run. He so probably did Clo- get a Cloverdale lot. meets. Uh, summer sausage. And the mining days were kind of getting about over in California anyway. Time to go to Alaska. And Lakeport was outside in the mining areas anyway. Uh, plus, about this time is when the post office started selling money orders, so there wasn't as much cash in the mail either. Ooh, shit. Uh, Bart laid low again, but reappeared April 12th, 1883. Uh, five miles from Cloverdale, he robbed the Cloverdale Lakeport stage. And then on June 23rd, the Jackson Ione hey, stage. Uh, ten years later, that stage was held up, and shotgun messenger Mike Tovey was shot and killed. Oh. Who was friends with the lawmen that we right. were I'm, human I'm, I'm gonna whatever. Get, I'm going to guess, though, that that was a copycat stagecoach. Probably, yeah. I do, I do like the term shotgun messenger. <clears throat> That's still, I got a message for well, you. Well, like, you know, <clears throat> when, when you, like, get in the car and you say, I've got shotgun? Yeah. That is literally why. Yeah, you're 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 riding a smaller car, like, off to the side. No, it's because you, you used have to, a shotgun? you had the guy driving the wagon, and you had the guy sitting there with a shotgun. Oh, okay. I was thinking more outrider, like, with a fucking shotgun. No, no. Oh. Sitting on the- On the stage. On the stage. Dang. You got the driver. Yeah. And then off on the, what we'd call the passenger side, generally, since, you know, yeah, you'd have a guy with a double-barreled shotgun. Tight. That, that's literally where, like, shotgun comes from. Excellent. Like shotgun, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, November 3rd, 1883, at the ferry crossing on the Stanislaus River, a stage was stopped at the hotel. Uh, the driver, was his name was Reason McConnell. I don't know for what reason. One of these guys was named, like, Reason or Temperance or... <laughs> Fucking I, yeah. fortitude. Re- Reason's one of those names I forget exists until we say it like, wasn't, out loud. Wasn't sure. John Brown's dad? Reason? Name is Reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he was. Okay. <laughs> uh, he picked up the mail from the hotel. 19-year-old Jimmy Rollary. Rollary. I'm sure that's how it was pronounced. Rollary. He wanted to catch a ride. His mom ran the hotel. Standing out in the dirt road with the thumb out. Mm-hmm. And a bindle sack over his shoulder. He was going deer hunting, so he took along his Henry rifle. Back then, you didn't go deer hunting. You just went hunting. If something moved, you yeah, shot you it. Yeah, you shot it, I guess. Then, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, McConnell had left Sonora the day before. and Skin, pe- Skins McConnell? That's all I can think of <laughs> anytime I fucking hear that name now. That's all I can fucking think well, of. It's better than thinking of Mitch, the piece of shit. Yeah. Um, hey, at least Skin- yeah, Skins McConnell has like <laughs> usurped the McConnell nomaker in my fucking head. So at least I... I have to think about that. And now all I see is the shitty mountain man <laughs> killing the guy in the river, which doesn't even happen in that book. <laughs> it happens in the other book, kind of. 
the day before, he picked up 4,200 in gold from a mine near Tuttle, Tuttletown. Tuttletown? Uh, Tuttletown. Tuttletown. Oh, I'd, it was uh, like a. It'd be cooler if it was Tuttletown. Oh, I'm yeah. Just picturing people living like prairie dogs. It's kind of like <laughs> some Mad Max kind of. Who run Buttertown? I imagine Tuttle. Who run? T- whoever Tuttle, Tuttle is, is like a, a precursor to fucking like Walt Disney. It's so like, welcome to Tuttletown. And there's like. Dur, dur, I'm dur, dur, picturing dur. Who run Tuttletown. Postal yeah. digger. I'm thinking of like a 1800s Disneyland. Okay. Ooh. Lots, yeah. lots, and lots. You really of, want to think of? I kind of just do. be sex workers. Lots, lots of sex. Yeah, workers. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, halfway up the Funk Hill grade again from his first first go around. Rolleri asked to get off the stage to go hunting. Stop this ride! I, I want to get off. off. So the stage continued on for about a half hour up the hill, and there and they were stopped by a man in the road with hour a hood. Up the hill. That's not a hill. If it takes half an hour, it's a fucking mountain. That's not a hill. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, so this was the same spot that uh, he robbed on July 26, eighteen seventy-five. Oh, sloppy, repeating patterns. Mm-hmm. That's how they get you. So Black Bart stepped out and called out to throw down the box, and of course the driver said it can't. It's bolted to the floor. What ho, good fellow? Throw down the box. Alas, sir, I may not, for it is bolted to the floor. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, Pardon my French. Black Bart asked him to unhook the horsies and go on down the road so he can work on the it's box. Pretty much like saying, take the keys out of the ignition and throw them in the ditch. Because mm-hmm. that's about the closest you could do. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could shoot the horsies, but nobody wants that. No. McConnell stalled for a time saying that, uh, you know, if they unhooked him, since they're on the hill, they would roll down the hill. Which he's probably not wrong. And Black Bart told him to throw some rocks behind the wheels. Put a the, chalk block chalk under it. it. Yeah. Hey, we're understanding scientific concepts. Mm-hmm. Like, then McConnell like said, uh, why sure. don't you do it, Bart? <laughs> I guess he didn't say Bart, but yeah. said, why don't you do it? Uh, so Black Bart did it. I'm the one robbing you, but I'm polite, so I guess I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Black Bart did it to McConnell's surprise. Uh, he told him to lead the horses up the hill. Uh, he got about 200 yards ahead and stopped to rest. He looked back and saw a young Jimmy Rollery still hunting. So McConnell kind of runs down the hill. Like, I like it. He just sees him still hunting. He's like literally this young asshole walking around with a rifle. <laughs> so uh, evidently the Black Bart didn't see uh, Rollery. Uh, so McConnell's well, running down the hill. trying to unbolt the strong box. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't want to yell at him, so he's waving his hat. Um. Then Rollary climbs up the hill to McConnell and they explain the situation. So they go back down and the robber jumps out of the stage. Uh-huh. Um, McConnell had the rifle and took a shot. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck. But missed. Put in a second uh-huh. cartridge and missed again. So it must have been a single shot rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rollary said, here, give me the gun. Uh, I am the hunter after all. Yeah. I won't miss. And he shot just as uh, Bart reached the brush line and saw him stagger off. Right. But there's going to be a prologue to that, or mm-hmm. post-log. Uh, they trailed him and found some blood on some Epilogue. discarded mail, confirming that they hit Black Bart. Um, Rolleri said the man looked like an older man that stayed at his mother's hotel a week before. Whoops. And he asked about stage schedules. Once again, well, at this point, there's like 500 white people in... Ooh, an upgrade. But still, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's not enough where they'll recognize each other from time to time. Sure, sure. Even through thousands of miles. And- so they go back to Copperopolis. 
Copperopolis? Yep. Who the fuck is naming this shit, dude? <laughs> Somebody who <clears throat> has a copper mine in yeah, a city? exactly. Uh, they report the robbery, and within an hour, a posse was formed. Uh, before nightfall, uh, Sheriff Ben Thorne and Detective Jim Hume showed up. So, action movie guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheriff found plenty of clues at the robbery site. A hat, a travel bag. Some food. Empty flower sacks. And handkerchief. And a handkerchief. Dun, dun, dun. And some food. Some fucking mm-hmm. monogram. Unspecified food. I wish they would have told me what kind of food. It's like a monogram handkerchief. Uh, you're not... Not off. too far no, it off. It has to be. This is like a <laughs> shitty fucking novel. <laughs> yes. This is, this is like like you that, have no that idea. Book right you there. have no idea. Sheriff Thorne took the hanky back to his office, but the next day he looked at the hanky and found a laundry mark on it. Which was like, I can't remember. FX07. Which, first of all, sounds like a droid from Star Wars. I was going to say, like, so it belongs to a robot. Okay, <laughs> excellent. Uh, later in the day, Hume showed up in San Francisco. And went to every fucking laundry. <laughs> every laundromat in San Francisco. Which there were many of. I was going to say, like... And also, in those days, they were definitely mostly run by Chinese, Chinese folks, people, so I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of, God damn it, how do I articulate in a language I don't speak yeah, to yeah. you, you know? Well, I'm just thinking, like, think think in your head, whoever's listening to this right now, how many laundromats are there in San Francisco right now? Oh, lots. There were probably more in 18, what is this, oh, yes. 50, 60? And there was no coin-operated shit. 18. It was all like, yeah, here's, here's my bag of filthy rags. Mm-hmm. Let me inscribe my name on it yeah. somehow or my it's not like, XF-107 or whatever. It's not like your fucking house had a goddamn washing machine in it. Well, it's also, well, to be fair, it's not like you had more than like two sets of clothes. Sure, yeah. And, you know. But still. Like, if you would do a, your it was laundry a, like once a month yeah it year. was a serious fucking industry back in the day oh though. yeah like well, especially when you got that's like minor types job. like yeah mm-hmm. that's a big job that's right you know that's why the stereotypical chinese laundry thing exists because mm-hmm. yep it's a lot of you know well it's like any kind of gold rush shit you don't make money mining gold you make money mining Mine the, the miners. miners uh black bart was hit across the back of his left hand with the bullet not painful but it bled a lot so he wrapped so it up and continued on. Hurt. He basically got skimmed. Yeah. But like the cat that shot him like later said, oh, I, I know I hit him at least twice. Sure. Because, you know, I'm big dick. I'm, cool that, ba- I'm that badass, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he accidentally stumbled into a cabin owned Oops. by a man named Martin. Sorry. And asked for directions. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. Can I use the bathroom? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt your dinner. Uh, where the fuck am I? But he asked for directions to avoid the towns of San Andreas and Angel's Camp. How do I stay out of San Andreas? First of all, wait, is that the town from Grand Theft Auto or am I losing my shit? Yep. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yep. (laughs) I had some cough drops. Let me go to Liberty City. Uh, and he found another camp where he stole a hat. So now at least what he's not walking around without a hat. Fuck, well, as <laughs> wait, what kind as of hat? Doesn't matter. It's a hat. It's like a good. At least he's not head naked, which is the biggest sin you can commit. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> well, let's put the flower sack on his head. There you go. Doesn't That's like count. a hat. Doesn't count. Doesn't have a brim. You got to wear the flower sack with a hat. Got to have a brim. He's wearing a fucking Raiders like. I mean, you wear underwear underneath your pants, but you still got to wear pants, right? Yeah, yeah. So well, the flowers. You know what's is- weird? Check this out. Even if you put underwear over your pants, it's still called underwear, even though it's over your pants. Man. Mind blown. Chew on that. Drop, drop the mic, Tony, because 
Uh, he, uh, Black Bart makes it back to Sacramento to get a shave and a haircut. Two bits. <laughs> uh, then he went to the tailor to get a new suit. Uh, then he left for Reno, where he spent a few days for some reason. Probably to the little city in the world. That's right. Mm-hmm. California. California. Uh, he wrote to the web house where he was staying. The web he, house? Web house. That's where the internet was invented. Mm-hmm. Got it. That he'd be back in a few By days. Spiders. He no, also wrote his laundry. Al, Al Gore was there in his <laughs> flotation tube. <laughs> he wrote his laundry agent telling him the, to hold his laundry. <laughs> That he'd be back soon. Oh fuck! I'm totally picturing like literally laundry agent, like like Agent Smith, like Mister Anderson. Here is your garments. We've like, missed you. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I'm gonna be late picking up my trousers. Uh, Don't worry, we'll send a laundry agent. <laughs> uh, so there's 91 different launderers in San Francisco at the time. So they're checking them all out. That's actually less than I expected, but for as as little. Uh, population as there was at the time. I'm well, sure it was, it was huge quite a for its time, but yeah. it's, it's a fraction of what it is sure, now. Sure, 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 It's a lot, and also, it's not like there were the famous streetcars and or any kind of transportation. You know, I suppose you could ride a horse around, but there's also the time when, like, you know, you'd have horses, like, pulling supply wagons, and then they die, and they just leave them in the street. Oh, yeah. Of, and you're in knee-deep shit. hmm So, going to 90-some-odd laundry places is a little more arduous than... Yeah, yeah. When, yeah, I mean, when, you can't call them. You got to physically go to each one. Yeah, when in a time where, like, if you were in a, in a metropolitan in a world where you're in a metropolitan area, and like, there's basically just like two inches of shit everywhere, like it was snow, basically. Yeah, that sucks. Ninety one. Yeah. Wait, how long did it take him to fucking? Well, now it's November twelfth before he got when when did the robbery actually happen? Like to backtrack here. July twenty sixth. I was gonna say my brain says summertime. <clears throat> yeah, okay. yeah, July twenty sixth. Okay. Um, fast forward again. The law moving at a screaming pace. <laughs> <laughs> so November twelfth, he got a hit. It was from Thomas Ware's Tobacco Shop. It was kind of a convenience store where you could drop tobacco? off your laundry. Where's tobacco? Here's tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Detective Morse, he was another detective for Wells Fargo. Uh, he went to the tobacco shop and asked about the hanky. <laughs> so Ware said it was Charles Bolton. That guy's a friend of mine. Oh, he'll be back quickly to to get his get hanky. Because <laughs> what's this KX nine seven five zero or whatever the fuck the thing was? Oh, that's just a nickname we have for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's our it's our pet name for him. Yeah. Oh, KX one zero nine zero four. You're such a card. Yeah. <laughs> So, quickly thinking, Morse said his name was Harry Hamilton. Mm. Probably just looked down, mm, I'm kind of hairy. And, and, mm. Wait, wait, that's the cop that says that? Yep. Okay. I'm also a mining man and wish to meet Bolton. Oh, oh. shit. I'm totally a miner. Don't mind this badge and this gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, he tells where to arrange a meeting. Uh, Morse goes straight to the police and you asks for help. barrel in the alley? <laughs> <laughs> Meet him at the barrel in the alley. So they set up a stakeout of the hotel that he was staying at. Fucking 1800 strike that. Dude, mm-hmm. on the real. But you know we really ought to read him their rights. Read him their rights. Read him their rights. Morse then goes back to the tobacco shop and asks to, uh, where to go with him to the hotel and introduce him to Bolton. I told you the fucking barrel in the alley. So Ware locks up his shop 
and they made it only a block before they ran into Bolton. Oh, shit. Where introduced them. Uh, Morrison Bolton walked on discussing mining. <laughs> yeah, I'm a miner. I'm yeah. a miner, too. I like mines. I do, too. You know why I like them? Because of how they are. Just two guys. <laughs> no, two motherfuckers that are not miners talking about mining is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just trying to pretend like... Yeah, how about that ore? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, picks and shovels, eh? Yeah. Yep. Dynamite. <laughs> yep. Morse then takes them to the Wells Fargo office. They're probably just walking by. It's like, hey, let's go into the Wells Fargo office. Where there's a conveniently located place I can lock you in. <laughs> yeah, right. They got free coffee. Yeah. Say no more. Uh, Bolton seemed unfazed. He was like, okay. Morse asked him to sit down, and he introduced him to his nemesis, James Hume. This is my nemesis, Detective. James Hume. Oh, your nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Introducing your nemesis, James Hume, number 27. Pump it up while your feet are stumping And the jam is pumping Look ahead, the crowd is jumping Pump it up a little more Get the party going on the dance floor See, cause that's where the Humes asked some questions about his mind Bolton politely answered Does your mind exist? <laughs> Do you know what a mind is? Free but, your, uh, free your mind <laughs> Eventually free your the mind question and the rest will follow Yep <laughs> Uh, eventually, the questions came more quickly, and Bolton's answers became more vague. What is your favorite color? <laughs> uh, Hume noticed Bolton starting to sweat. Uh, they questioned him for three I hours. Three hours, and he's like, he's like, oh, this is just a normal thing. I'm just hanging out with the dude I just met. And his answers started to contradict themselves. Uh, they asked him how he hurt his hand. Uh, he said he did, uh, did it when he got off the train in Trucky. Uh, and they said, oh, oh is that near your mind? You remember Trucky. Oh, I know. I've the, been there. The dumbest fucking dumbest name. Dumbest named ever. <laughs> yep. Not far from the uh, Donner Party. Donner Party. Yep. The, that picnic we did an episode about. Uh, finally, uh, Bolton gets tired of the questions, and he said, I'm a gentleman, and I refuse to be subjected to At any more embarrassment. La- long last, sir. How dare you? Mm-hmm. I'm done of this after three fucking hours. <laughs> So they all go to the web house and went into Bolton's room there. Web house? Like uh, internet cafe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there they found a shitload of evidence, clothes that matched uh, the robbers. Like a bowler hat and mm-hmm. a flower sack? Flower sack. Yep. Uh, more laundry with the FX-07 written on it. A <laughs> uh, letter written in the same hand as the bad poetry notes. Uh, Bolton still wouldn't confess, though. It was near midnight, and nothing. finally they arrest Bolton and stick him in jail. Well, my thing is, this is more like due process than I've seen in a lot of these cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the real. Question him for over three hours, actually find evidence. Holy fuck. Uh, they took Bolton back to Calaveras County, where he could be identified, and he was fingered by Reason McConnell and others. <laughs> Still, Bolton wouldn't confess, though. Uh, finally, Bolton asked if he were to confess, we would one get a reduced sentence. Not me. I'm just asking for a yeah, friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and about 1 a.m., he was ready to confess. He admitted that the shotgun was never loaded when he robbed stages, and he led them back to where he stashed part of the last robbery. November 16th, he pled guilty and got six years in San Quentin. Well, the the last robbery too. Like uh, you forgot to mention, he like took the shotgun, shoved it in a hollow tree, mm-hmm. and then he kept the gold coins from the thing. But there was like a bunch of like Tony. This is gonna pique your interest because you always like want to try to find abandoned gold somewhere out there. He just like ditched a bunch of fucking of goods. like unprocessed gold though. 
So you gotta oh, okay. find like yeah, bouillon for making soup. Yeah, and you gotta find that from what the hundred years ago. There was a WWF wrestler named Black Bart. There's a bunch <clears> of things <throat> called Black Bart. There's there's probably a dildo named Black. Well, Bart. literally, Black, we're, <laughs> we're gonna get to where did Black Bart get his name from? Black Bart the wrestler kind of looks like a like a dollar oh, store. Oh, where did he get his name from? I didn't... From dime novels. Oh yeah, there was that's literally right. he, oh, he picked his name from sense. like a bad guy. I forgot from, about uh, that. The whole persona he stole himself. Uh, November twenty first, he starts serving his sentence. So that's only three weeks before they after they caught him. But due to good behavior, he would only serve four years. Yep. Uh, and then he became a pharmacist. Thorne and Hume had a falling out over the death of Mike Tovey, the shotgun messenger that was shot and killed. Uh, a man named Evans was found guilty, uh, but the other part, the other guy, thought that he was railroaded into it. Uh, Thorne died in 1905, Hume in 1906. Uh, the guy that they sh- that shot Mike Tovey was released from prison in 1909, but was killed by a streetcar in Los Angeles the next year. Kind of like elsewhere in general in mm-hmm. Denver. It was a fucking hit, dude. Kind of like elsewhere in Denver. Yep. yep. Uh, Bolton insisted on going by Bolton, even though that wasn't his real name in prison. Uh, it sounds better than Boyles, because nobody wants Boyles. What's mm-hmm. your name? Steve Johnson, but you can call me... Whatever the Dead. fuck. <laughs> I just forgot his last name all of a sudden. Uh, he was only convicted of the one robbery, though. Uh, he was put to work at the prison hospital. Uh, he was rumored to have been visited by author Joaquin Miller Three and goes. Ambrose Bierce, but those are false claims. Uh, also, he taught Sunday school, which is also false. But he did get to work uh, making drugs in the pharmacy. I knew there That's was some true. Pharma- I knew there were some pharmacist daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Reason McConnell got $105 for his part in stopping the robbery. Uh, Jimmy Rollary got an engraved Winchester rifle. Ooh. One of 100. Oh, uh, the first time he fired it. it, it blew up in his hands. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Wells that. Fargo Winchester's gave him another like one, my, though. I'm like ride or die Winchester fan. I've got like many Winchesters. Well, it was, it was engraved. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Once okay. you engrave it. Okay. It's useless. Uh, Wells Fargo offered him his job as a shotgun messenger, but his mother refused for him to do it, though. Yeah. No, You're I, a fucking grown-ass adult, dude. Do your thing. Dude, that's like the big... Like, I wish that was still a job. I mean, it kind of is, but you have to be a shitbag to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, You probably had to back then, also. Just... <sighs> it was a more innocent time, because you're like... Literally, you maybe have a pistol and, like, a double... You're not in a Humvee wearing your fucking Ray-Bans and, and like... <laughs> You know, it, like the Blackwater guys. You yeah, know, yeah, like the fucking. Uh, yeah. uh, Jimmy died in 1903 at age 39. No, so Jimmy he didn't don't make die. It. But the family kept the rifle until 1938. Even though it blew up. Uh, that's when their house burned down. That's probably the second rifle, well, but they had the engraving still. Yeah. They like racked another shell in and burned down the house. Uh, newspaper tracked down Mary Bowles in Hannibal, Missouri. That's his. Uh, Black Bart's wife. Yeah, who he she had assumed that he was dead because mm-hmm. when he went to go with Stagecoach Robin, he just stopped corresponding with her at all. For hadn't heard from years. her him since 1871, but uh, she does write to him in prison. And they uh, start up a, a thing going again. But Black Bart, 
Bowles Bolton walked out of San Quentin July, January 21st, 1888. After having the live Johnny Cash concert. Mm-hmm. He had been a model prisoner. He goes to San Francisco for a while, but he didn't go back to his wife in Missouri to help her out. Uh, in San Francisco, Black Bart kept to himself. Didn't go back to his old friends or haunts. He wrote a letter to his wife saying he was miserable and didn't want to darken her doorstep. Uh, he must have scrolled away some money because he didn't have a job. Rumor was that he visited Calaveras County for a little bit, which kind of worried some folks that he might come back in okay. for revenge. Well, and at, at this point, he's like an old guy. Mm-hmm. And plus, in prison, he lost like he was deaf in one ear and started losing his vision. And they're still like, oh, look, he's a notorious bad man. It's like, I'm dying. Please don't rob me. <laughs> you know, like. But, of course, Wells Fargo is keeping an eye on him. But in February 1888, Black Bart was in San Francisco one day, and the next day he was gone. Nobody knows mm-hmm. whether he went to Japan. If you or anyone you know have seen yeah. Black Bart, call <laughs> right. How the West Was Fucked. Yeah. 666 I'm Robert 206 I'm Robert Stack of Pancakes right <laughs> uh, four months passed and a masked robber robbed the Bieber Reading stage yeah that's by French for Beaver mm-hmm. and did some like shitty poetry yep but oh, it could have been a, a copycat it totally was like in my research it was like the guy that originally caught Black Bart looked at the handwriting he's like <laughs> This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I just when you said uh, and delivered poetry, it's just I'm imagining like, hey, my name is Black Bart, and I'm here to say, <laughs> give me your money, your... or I'm gonna shoot you in the face. Well, I was gonna do the lamest thing with the, I'm going to rob your coach in a major way. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, dude, how many shitty like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. Read them their rights. Read them their rights. But it turns out the new robberies were done on horseback and with a pistol. Oh that's bullshit! Not... Fucking copycat. See? Black Bart. Afraid of horses. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid. I just don't like them. Yeah. Just prefer not to exercise animal cruelty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the San Francisco Examiner, that's Hearst paper, uh, that didn't stop him from fabricating wild San stories Francisco about Bart. Francisco cocksucker. Uh, basically, that their job was just to piss off Detective Hume. Uh, one story was that Wells Fargo put him on the payroll not to rob stages anymore. We'll pay you not to do this? Okay, mm-hmm. I mean... That's a good gig if you can get it, well, I guess. It's like kind of the theme of like hackers or something like Or know. like like the mafia, like a weird reverse mafia. Yeah, like yeah, Whitey Bulger kind of Yeah, protect stuff. protection racket, but it's like it's like, "Hey, uh, maybe you just look the other way and oh, I was not thinking, rob I was my stages." More like, "Hey, you can go to prison or you can be like an informant and we'll pay you." And I I don't know. He's not informing on anybody though. He's Fucking, I don't think he's involved in anything anymore. I don't I think, think he's, he's out of the fucking yeah. picture because I think he's dead. Yeah. Yep. By 1900, the rumors had died down, though. Basically, any stage that was robbed, they would blame him. Oh, my God. This is like the Apache Kid shit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like- the consensus I reached through my research, he probably died about uh, 1899, okay. give or take. Well, I'm just saying like- where it's, where it's what, like 1903 at this point? Like mm-hmm. we were saying with the Apache Kid, where it's like if you're- yeah. You know, you're fucking whatever. Anything happens, it's like, oh, the damn Apache yeah. kid. God damn it, it's 1984. Somebody stole a couple of my chickens. Yeah. Couldn't be that <laughs> fox Apache I saw kid. in my yard. It's yeah. the Apache kid. Yeah, totally. Uh, one promising story, uh, or the one ending might be, uh, from Comstock Load Country. Went to Japan. Uh, which is around Reno and stuff. Went to Japan. Uh, Got a waifu pillow. Never saw it again. <laughs> 
Uh, just after daybreak in the summer of 1888, a stage was stopped on the Virginia City Reno run. Driver didn't throw down the express box. The messenger shot the robber dead with a shotgun. Oh. Then they ride off to Reno. They didn't check the messenger, or they checked the guy to see whether or not it was the guy that they already know was Black Bart. Nope. But the authorities came back later. No ID was found on the dead body. And Coyote has been gnawed off the face. So. Mm-hmm. And the robber was buried. Uh, they were shown pictures of Black Bart later. Yep. And looks said like, it kind of looked like him, but yeah, they couldn't tell. Wearing the same shoes, definitely the guy. What? Two arms, two legs, one head. <laughs> yeah, That's we, him. We all have the same shoes, sir. Um, nah, it's fine. Uh, nobody bothered to contact any California authorities about it, though. Either way, Black Bart drops uh, out of the picture in 1888. So. Yep. It's either he went to Japan and... Yep, somebody said he went to Japan. Somebody also said he moved to a different part of California. Some people said he died. Like, there's somebody who claims he's, I think, buried in Mendocino under a different name. Mm-hmm. I, You know, if I ever did shit like write down notes that I researched, I could access that, but I'm too lazy. So. Well, let's go to Mendocino and start digging up. Yeah. Well, first we got to do the fucking treasure we on gotta the, get the treasure first. Mesa Verde oh. and... Okay. Well, and then we got to find the the gold sludge in the tree stump mm-hmm. from oh, this yeah, guy yeah. too. Well, first Tony has to have like he can't do anything until he gets closer on fucking Oak Island. After that, finally, is not an island anymore. Well, when those guys like, yeah, right. It's just finally dig oak, up the whole shit. It's like Oak Oak fucking Gap or Ooh, oak I found hole. part of a boat. Yeah, right. This totally tells me alien Vikings were here. I think Joe Escalante worked on that show too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Seriously. I know he was a bullfighter and a lawyer, but I didn't know he worked on TV stuff. Did you ever see that movie that the Vandals were in? Which one? I don't know. It was about a roadie that they abused. Wait, was it a was it about the Vandals or was it just the Vandals were in? I feel like I've seen it. Joe Joe directed it. I feel like I've seen it. I probably saw it at your fucking house, dude. One one of the one of the fucking like most clunky, shitty lines I've ever seen. I mean, not ever, but like one one of my most favorite like clunky, shitty lines. Was from um, the movie Triple X with like Vin Diesel, and like he's talking to some Russian fucking like gangster, and he's like, he fucking quotes a Vandal song. The Russian gangster quotes a Vandal song and then says he loves America. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love your American punk rock. He's like, uh, like Pizza Tran or something. No, no, is it Cake if, Boy? If, Cake Boy. I don't know. I that one. definitely. Wa- I think I watched that at y'all's house, but I think probably was drinking some whiskeys. So. Oh no, he goes. Uh, no, there's an old punk song. It says, "America stands for freedom." But if you think you're free, try walking into a deli and you're an idiot. You got it. Anarchy burger by the vandals. Anarchy burger. Hold the government. But yeah, that was a line from fucking Triple X, the first Triple X. Wow. Yeah. And like, I remember watching that, like, what the fuck? So Joe Escalante's got his fucking little fingernails and all kinds well, of shit. Oh, him and Josh mm-hmm. Freeze apparently run yeah. half the entertainment industry. I guess, so. dude. Well, and then uh, Dave Quackenbush. So Dave le- Quackenbush is a, he, he runs a uh, beer distributor fucking company. That's I guess like the lesson thing. for today, kids, is like, the uh, vandals. don't underestimate the fucking vandals. And if you don't know who the vandals are, first of all, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. And, then, then figure it out. Also, if you've been listening to the show for any significant amount of time, like you know who the Vandals are. Like I, I would you've heard them. Hope so. You've heard full songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude, Black Bart. All right, cool, 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 cool. Well, uh, like I said, well, also the guy took his sobriquet from like a dime novel, where like which the, makes sense, yeah. And the villain, pretty much, it was Blackbeard. Only 
Yeah. The cowboy. Kinda. Totally. But he's like, oh, this looks like a tough guy. And this, I forgot to look, like, look up a picture of this guy. I, I already did, yeah. He's the Monopoly guy. He looks like the Monopoly skinny guy. skinny Monopoly guy. Yeah. But, you know, he's like, oh, what's a cool, cool, because he's the one that gave himself the nickname. Yeah. But also he's like, yeah, if you'd please pull over the stagecoach and hand over the strong box, I'd be much so appreciative. So what, what's, what's the deal with, like, you guys uh, thinking that he's uh, British? Because he's born in fucking England. Okay. All right. That's, 1829, that's Norfolk in England. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the deal with me thinking he's English because he's born in fucking England. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we went through that, but I'm, you know. Actually, for some reason, Will didn't mention that because yeah. he started out with robberies. Yeah. And then did, like, the backstory at about age 13 rather than from birth. Just the interesting stuff. Yeah, I, I suppose, but I just like the fact that he was very likely holding up the shit. Excuse me. Can, me. can you pull over the speeding stagecoach? <laughs> Oh, I see that you're not armed. Hand me the strong box, if you would. Sorry to be a Oh, no, madam, I don't need your purse. Like, you know, fuck. Uh, the book I wrote was uh, Black Bart, the Bull of Our Dear Bandit. <laughs> what? The book you wrote? No, that I read. Oh, well, you said wrote. Bull, bull of Our Dear. What does that even mean? Guy who walks down the boulevard, I guess. Oh, it's Boulevardier, which is like a French term, but yeah, it's also the name of a drink. It's a French term for... No, it's, it's Black Bart Boulevardier Bandits. Cool. What does that French term mean there, Captain? I don't fucking like, know. I don't speak French. I can say one... I'm just saying, uh, it's a French term. Well, I'm just saying... No it's, other, like... It's pronounced, it's pronounced Boulevardier. It's literally your four-year-old daughter. This, that was Japanese. Yeah. This is English. <laughs> don't tell me what the Japanese you just said meant. But make sure I know it's Japanese. Yeah, yeah. She's you fucking know. asshole. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah. I think what I'm going to do is pay a visit to the bathroom. Again? Sure. Well, I, I just ate six pounds of Burger King or Wendy's. And drank an awful lot of coffee. Cool. So. Well, before you, uh, before you hit the head, I think we should go out. In a hail. Of? Fart fire. There we go. Mm-hmm.